This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Boomsies. As for only the fourth time in the podcast history, We are live in location. In location? On location. We are live in on location. From the Bahamas, baby. Bumsies. 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 Well, welcome to the show. Come on, it's time. Let's go. So glad that you're here. We are glad you're here. For the 93rd time, I welcome you to Boomsies. 93 of these we've done. 93, the Doug Gilmore episode. Killer. So, uh, Dan, why are you in the Bahamas? Uh, first off, our other locations, if you're keeping track. Uh, first uh, on location was Atlanta. Uh, the second one was Vancouver, the third one was Calgary, and now the Bahamas. Uh, Reason being, my friend Marco uh, said, Dan, uh, you want to go play some golf? And I said, "Uh, yeah. So uh, we're here to play a little golf, along with uh, Canadian Olympian Wayne Mada. Curling fans would know that name. He's in our uh, golfing group. And for only the second time in my life's history, I will be in a foursome with four lefties. All of us are lefties. It's only happened once before, so it's going to be a thing of beauty. I'm playing on uh, Bermuda grass, I think it is here. I don't know what kind of grass we have at uh, the courses in Canada, just grass grass. What's your grass there? Grass. So it's going to be fun. Um, It's nice to be uh, here next to the beach. Atlantis, uh, the big uh, famous hotel, it's right there. And um, if I had a better zoom on my camera, actually just, if you're watching the video portion, just to the right here, straight out into the ocean, is the island from Gilligan's Island. Uh, Now they shot Gilligan's Island on a soundstage. But for the scenic shots of the actual island, it's uh, right there. So a little bit. This of is your life? Uh, this is my life. Um, it's kind of crazy that I get to do these things. And I don't take them for granted. And I am going to enjoy every. So the problem is when I come on trips like this, most of the people have been here before. 
And you know how you're supposed to act like you've been there before. I don't act that way. I act like a eight-year-old child. Oh, your window's open? What? It would be less funny if that wasn't true because my windows don't open at home, now that I think of it. You see, when you live in an old house, ah, there's uh, some window problems. So when you have window problems in an old house, yeah, they put another uh, set of windows over those windows. And when those windows have a problem, well, you put a third set of windows over those. We do things different back in uh, Orono, Ontario. Also, the cruise ships uh, are uh, out and about. Uh, they're docked right over there, so we went through, through Cruise Ship Alley. Everyone's buying their uh, Margaritaville merch. And, uh, yeah, nothing like coming to the Bahamas and getting a Dairy Queen burger. A delicious burger, but I don't think I want to get off a cruise ship and get a Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen anything. No offense to Dairy Queen. Love your burgers. Top five fast food burgers out there. Uh, I, I'm here today as uh, we approach the game of the year in the NHL. It's all anyone wanted to talk about on the flight. The flight. It is the equivalent of a Game 7 Stanley Cup Final. And it's happening Thursday night in San Jose. The San Jose Sharks play the Edmonton Oilers. The Sharks, depending on what happens against Philadelphia on Wednesday night, could go into that game with zero wins. And I talked to uh, my good friend Fridge, Todd Fedoric, who does... Uh, the color commentary for the Flyers radio now. I talked to him last night uh, as he was getting set to go for dinner. The Flyers are in San Jose. And I said, Todd, it's now gotten to the point where for the team playing San Jose, there's more pressure on them to beat San Jose than there is for San Jose to win. Because you don't want to be the first team to lose to a team that's had 20 goals scored against them in two games. You don't want to be that team. So the poor San Jose Sharks are now going into these games saying, oh man, they're going to be trying harder now. They don't want to, they don't want to lose to us. While the Oilers come in there, and if they lose that game to the San Jose Sharks, do you just trade everyone on the team? Connor, poor Connor McDavid, wasting his, his years there. And there's, there's no solution in sight. It's, the Vancouver Canucks looked like they were playing a peewee team at the end of the game Monday night. The Vancouver Canucks, first off, looked fantastic in those throwback jerseys. Bring those back full time. We did not appreciate those old Canucks jerseys when they were around. We despise them. We said get rid of them. But everything is old. Everything old is new again. So now they're working. Thatcher Demko is putting on a clinic. The Vancouver Canucks coached by Rick Tockett, who holds his team accountable. Uh, it's working. No one expected the Vancouver Canucks to be the best team in Canada. 10, 12 games into the season. But here we are. 
while the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, if you get a chance, look at my good friend uh, Chris Knuckle Nyland's um, Instagram because he give he gave his take on the Ryan Reeves Brad Marchand incident in which Ryan Reeves had to defend himself, saying he was never on the ice with uh, Marchand after Marchand uh, sent one of the Leafs out with a, an injury. Um, and Knuckles broke it down very well because Chris Nyland, that was his job to go out and beat people up. That is Ryan Reeves' job. He knows what he's there for. So if I can surmise what Knuckles said, he broke it down clip by clip. So Reeves said, I wasn't out there with Marshawn. As Knuckles said, uh, you were never going to be out there at any point of the game with Marshawn. Uh, they had last change, so I couldn't... Again, you were never going to be out there. As Knuckles said, what Reeves needed to do was next shift, it doesn't matter who's on the ice, you go out looking to punish someone. That is... I know that's not the way they play hockey now. But when you have someone in that role, Knuckles said that's what he needed to do. You do that to uh, one of our players, I don't care who it is, I'm doing it to one of yours. And then other teams say, okay, this is how they're handling uh, the punishment of retribution now. So Knuckles broke that down very well, but uh, the Leafs, we don't need to discuss them because they uh, came back and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, there was uh, something very thrilling in the crowd that night at Scotiabank Arena. The picture was sent to me as a good friend of mine, Perry. Uh, he said, Dano, I'm bringing a Boomsy sign. I said, oh, man, finally, we're going to make it on TV. He said, I'm sitting right behind the bench. I said, holy, every time they cut to the bench, we're going to see a boomsy sign. And then we, uh, then we ran into a few issues once uh, Perry got to the Scotiabank Arena. Perry wasn't directly behind the bench. And maybe I just thought he was behind the bench when really he said, no, I was like five, six rows up. So those fans are never getting seen on TV. And then Perry sent me a picture of him holding the sign. And it was on a regular, it was on a regular, uh, what, what's the size of paper? Eight by five, nine by five, Tim? What's a, what's a sheet of paper? What's the dimensions on a sheet of paper? Or don't answer. Um, so he was holding a regular piece of paper with boomsies written in pen, not a Sharpie, a pen. So the odds of that sign making it onto TV were non-existent, but, and I know Perry listens and I love that he listens and he always gives me feedback, which I love. The thought was there, buddy. I appreciate it. I just, we can laugh at it now because... <laughs> I have been, in my mind, he's going with Bristol board. He's going with the, uh, the, the paper, the, what is that called that you use for school projects? Bristol board? Uh, it is Bristol board. Why do we call it Bristol board? Is it made out of Bristol? 
Isn't it just thick paper board? Yeah. Bristol sounds better so than th- thick paper. It, well, it's the thick paper I thought he would, the, the stuff you use for projects at school, and that's the only time you ever use it. Or if you're making a car wash sign or a garage sale sign. It wasn't one of those. But Perry, I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy, for doing that. Um, it means a lot that you spent the time and effort to write boomsies in pen on a piece of paper and bring it all the way to the game with you. So uh, it's not lost on me, the time and effort that, that you spent on that. Um, aside from that, uh, I, re- I recapped everything that was going on with Canadian teams in the NHL on the Quick Hitter podcast on Mondays. We put out a little 10-minute podcast on Mondays just to get you started for the week. Uh, our biggest takeaways from the weekend it's it's a quick, no more than 10-minute lesson. You can do that while uh, having your morning coffee. Uh, and I, just, I gave positives for all the Canadian teams as we move forward. Um, people are talking a lot about the Toronto Blue Jays right now as the 100 level at the Rogers Center is gone. As she gone. They've ripped that up. They're putting the new seats in, the seats that are going to face the field. And there's been a lot of uh, discussion about players that the Jays could potentially sign. And there's another player that is being discussed a lot recently. He's Canadian, and he recently put out a video thanking Cincinnati Reds fans. The Cincinnati Reds organization said it from the heart. After yesterday's news... Um, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, you know, if this is the last time I'll play as a Cincinnati Red, I want to speak out loud my gratitude. I want to thank uh, the community. You know, I'm from Toronto, Canada. And when I came down to the U.S. as an 18-year-old, it was an inti- intimidating experience. I'll always, always have a great deal of, of, of love. And Cincinnati has, you know, such a special meaning to me. So thank you. And um, until next time. He set up from here in Canada. As you can see, he was wearing a, like a North Face uh, fleece. So he was chilly. And that's Joey Votto. So the talk has started now. People saying, whoa. Joey Votto, he'd be a great signing for uh, for the Blue Jays. Well, guess who said that first? Joey Votto is what the Toronto Blue Jays need. He loves the game of baseball. He is such a fan of the game of baseball. And with a person like that, you have the perfect leader for young, up-and-coming, or current talent. And not to mention, he's Canadian. I would highly recommend that signing by the Blue Jays. And I said that literally months ago. I don't need to check the logbooks. I don't need to search Twitter. We're the first ones to mention Joey Votto and his fit with the Blue Jays. I said that as soon as it looked like he was never going to play another game for the Cincinnati Reds. Joey Votto, 
fits perfectly in turning that clubhouse around in teaching players young and old how to play the game of baseball and goes about it by teaching them to love the game of baseball. The other uh, discussion with Votto was if he doesn't decide to play or he can't find a team, which I don't think he will have a problem. Joey Votto was a broadcaster. He will be spectacular. He'll be one of the best in the business. Um, definitely better than Derek Jeter. I don't think Derek Jeter's found his stride yet. Watched him on the World Series broadcast, and he still seems like he just joined the crew yesterday, and they put him on the desk, not having hung out with them for the entire season. But no, he just showed up today. So I don't know if he needs another, another season to gel with uh, David Ortiz, our good friend Kevin Burkhart, and Alex Rodriguez. But right now, it's... Or is A-Rod even on that crew anymore? Yeah, he is, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he also does work for ESPN too, right? Yeah, he does both. How is that allowed, Tim? In, back in the day, that would never have been allowed. You can't work for Fox and ESPN at the same time. That's a taboo. Okay, or don't answer. Tim, I don't know if uh, the Wi-Fi is bad from the bomb. Oh, that was the other thing. So I said, Tim, uh, we got to do the podcast from the Bahamas. He's like, Wi-Fi. Nope, the Wi-Fi is bad there. Tim, before stepping foot in the Bahamas, blanketed the entire group of islands here with bad Wi-Fi. I'm happy to report we got full bar Wi-Fi. That's not true. That Tim, is completely untrue. I said doing the Baha from the Bahamas might be dicey. I wasn't worried about the Wi-Fi. I was worried about you forgetting stuff. And tell yes, me, Dan, yes, where your where your headphones? Where are your headphones, I'm using Dan? Canadian Olympian Wayne Madaw's headphones because uh, <laughs> Olympians have better headphones. And I forgot mine. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, dive into our emails here. Um, we've got a ton. I, I didn't bring our latest sanitized product because I didn't want to uh, get caught smuggling things into the Bahamas. I didn't want them to say, oh, you got some Mike's barbecue rub there. Uh, where are you bringing that? I'm like, you got me. You got me. You got some uh, Sasquatch coffee. Uh, you sure that's coffee? Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, best email or phone call of the week, we'll, uh, we'll get a uh, danitized item. Okay, here we go. Hey, Dan and crew. Just finished watching the Jeff O'Neill episode. Dan, whoever said that you were difficult to work with or yelled at anyone is clearly an uninformed son of a bitch. Okay, this is in reference to the last podcast where... I've, want, I've stumbled upon comments before after my firing. People like, oh, it was a terror to work with. Not true. Blanketly false statement. Um, depending on the gender of the person talking crap about you, because um, they said son of a bitch or bitch, depending on. Okay. 
I remember back in 2010 when you, Jay, and producer Tim came to Outlook, Saskatchewan, population 2000, for the tour when you and Tim were still with that unmentionable network. All I can say is you were one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life and couldn't have been more genuine. I still have the autographed pictures of you and Jay from that day. Producer Tim was a complete dickwad. And while I, oh, sorry, I added that part. And while I now know, oh, sorry, dyslexia. And while I know how nice of a guy you are, there are benefits to being hated. It means the person talking crap about you is jealous of your success. Don't believe me? Ask the guys from Nickelback. Keep being you, Toolsy. Love you and the show. Sincerely, Brett from Upton. No. <laughs> He's not from Upton. His last name's Upton. He's from Saskatoon. Brett, really appreciate that email. Um, hey, Toolsy, just listened to episode 92, and I can't agree with you more, but Black Forest, anything, and the term skunk shit had me on the floor. I referred to um, Black Forest cake as tasting like skunk shit, along with tiramisu, the two, two worst desserts. Skunk shit needs to be uh, the official boomsies term for anything deemed hot garbage. I'm down with episode 100 being in the internet troll voice, your pal, Big Dog Rob. Uh, Tina, our good friend, said I love the molasses candies, but I'm probably a little nuts. The kids in my neighborhood were grumpy. I was giving out chips, but love the jelly bellies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kids are grumpy about chips? That was the whole... If you, okay, so there were three holy grails when trick-or-treating when I was a child. Can of pop, that's number one. You got a house giving out cans of brand name pop? Not off-brand crap, that's garbage. But brand name pop, that's number one. Followed by full-size candy bars. And then it was bags of chips. Those were the three. If you had any of those coming from your house, you were a popular house. I made the mistake this year of buying my uh, Halloween candy at the uh, a Dollarama. It's a dollar store. And uh, so I bought the regular stuff like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, always a hit. Twix. It's the candy with the cookie crunch. Or something like that. Um some arrows, and then I bought a bag of, I thought it was like gumballs and stuff, but when I opened it up and dumped it into the Halloween bucket, it was old person candies. You know, the tinfoily wrapped candies, and they've got a picture of like, every fucking candy seems to have a picture of an apricot on it, and that was those candies. So sorry, kids, that uh, came and helped themselves to my candy because I was out trick-or-treating with the kids, and I'm sure the first group that came by dumped the entire bowl into their, uh, their satchel. Sorry for those candies. I should have known better. Hola, Dan. Totally agree with you about jam and cake. Disgusting. See? I've really gotten onto something here. Jam and cake? It ruins a cake. Just as bad are those vanilla cookies with the awesome vanilla chemical filling that is ruined by the glob of jam-like gunk on the top center of said cookie. You're done. 
On an unrelated topic, I saw a panel discussion about the Leafs and Oilers lacking chemistry in their support lines due to turnover of players on a regular basis, often due to cap restrictions. I recall thinking when McDavid signed his contract, which is about one-sixth of the team's cap space at the time, that in a couple of years there would be issues with the lack of viable, high-caliber teammates. I think the Leafs are encountering perhaps a similar issue. Do you see either of those teams doing a major shakeup if the season goes to shit? I personally don't see either winning a cup with their current constructs. constructs. I would have traded Matthews before his no-trade clause kicked in, getting a top-tier D and goaltender. I hate to knock Canadian teams. I'd love the cup to be on this side of the border for a change, but I think we'll be waiting a while for counting on Toronto and Edmonton. Great show. Peace to you, producer Tim and Zed Money. Uh, thank you, Doc. You raised some pretty good points, and it's we're almost going back to um, the old days in the NHL where there was the top-tier players the bottom rung who were on the entry-level deals. And then you had some, a few mid-guys, and then everyone else kind of jumbled in between the mid-guys and the bottom. And that's what the Oilers and Leafs have had to construct a team out of. You're very high-end guys, and then let's fill the holes everywhere else. So yeah, both teams are going to run into those issues because you've got uh, a few of the most expensive players in the NHL, uh, I still said, I said this at the start of last year when the Leafs went into the season with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov as your goaltenders. And I talked to all my Leaf fans, friends. I said, guys, you aren't going to win a cup with you. No offense to Matt Murray, but he's never going to play a, a game again. We knew that he wasn't going to last a season. Samsonov did his best, but again, where was he in the last game of last year? He wasn't even on the ice. You aren't going to win a cup. And I, are you going to win a cup with Wall? Wall? I don't know about that. Uh, hey, Toolsy, longtime listener and watcher of your various endeavors. Appreciate it. Thank you. I remember back in my university days, coming home from a night out with the housemates, turning on the TV to see the sports highlights and arguing with them over who's the best sports show host in Canada with me always defending on your and Jay's behalf. Whoa. Come on. Not to toot our own horns, but... that Our show was... The last four years of our show, it was humming. I'd put that against anything on Canadian TV. Although I'm not sure if uh, all that is... Oh, sorry. In fact, I'm an OG listener of your podcast with Jay. Although I'm not sure if uh, all that even happened, being as if the network all that was associated with may not have existed, according to you. So that could have been just a bunch of very entertaining dreams. I really enjoy your podcast while doing my daily walks to help take my mind off the daily grind. There isn't a week that goes by where I can't use a hilarious quote or two of yours in future conversations. If you're quoting me, you need to uh, listen to smarter podcasts. On a recent episode, you said there aren't any Canadian bands, musicians that do holiday tours across the country like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra does in the U.S. Okay. Last year, the Bare Naked Ladies did a holiday tour, and this year, they're doing just selected locations, not a full-fledged tour. Anyways, 
I love the tangents and rants you go on along with the interviews and ask questions that no one else would think of, which gets some unusual but informative and entertaining answers. Keep up the great stuff. Mark from Stony Creek. Bare Naked Ladies, there you go. Didn't know they sang the hits. Uh, I will uh, admit, everyone was sitting around Sunday night and uh, um, it was chilly outside. The, it was just a great vibe in the house. Everyone was doing something. And my youngest sitting on my knee and I put on the Michael Buble. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, everything in my power to fight the tears off. Just those moments where you're like, this song's just going to hit perfect. And then you put it on and it nails it. And Michael Bublé, that is his best Christmas song, hands down. He hammers that one out of the park. And if you want a good Christmas album, Harry Connick Jr.'s first Christmas album that he put out in 1993, I am now finally starting to hear it being played in stores. When for the longest time, I'd be hearing like the, the classics, whoever sings all the classics, I don't know who sings them. But I'm like, where's Harry? Why is Harry not in the mix? And now finally, he's getting his due. Uh, when My Heart Finds Christmas, put out in 1993 by Harry Connick Jr. One of my favorite artists of all time. Dove in a, into a wormhole of watching Harry Connick Jr. Uh, videos on YouTube. They're all very grainy because uh, his heyday was mid to late 90s. Still on the list as uh, one of my dream guests here on Boomsies. I don't know how that's going. We haven't, uh, we've got one person off the list so far, Garth Orge. And I can't wait to get the next person on that list. And I, I run through the list and I'll ask them, one, per one person from this list has been on this podcast. Who do you think, it see if they can guess it. And then once that second person, then we can do it with the third person. Two of the people from this list have been on here. Who do you think it is? It'll be a good little game that we play with uh, our uh, future dream guests. Speaking of dream guests, uh, it's going to be Zed Money, our producer, Tim, who are going to give us some boomsies newsies from back in our home off. Like, I hope you're watching the video portion of this right now because... I look like I'm in front of a green screen. There is turquoise water behind me, palm trees, and a pool. Well, uh, the backdrop from our headquarters in Toronto, not the same. Is this Hello? my cue? Oh, oh, Tim. Uh, Tim, Hi, Dan. Tim, you're very slow on the cues today. Uh, well, I mean, you were just talking and you just stopped. I, don't, I didn't know if we were actually doing this or not. So, Did we find out the, the dimensions of a regular piece of paper? Eight and a half by 11. Eight and a half by 11. Okay. Thank you very much. Just wanted to, so we wouldn't have to go back in corrections next week to correct that. Yeah, your Wi-Fi cut out during that part, so I didn't know that you had asked. Nope. Crystal clear Wi-Fi in Bahamas. It, that's what the slogan of the Bahamas is. Bahamas. Our Wi-Fi is great. Yeah. 
Okay, Dan. Uh, so you're talking about the Jays earlier. Uh, I am uh, happy to announce that the Aramark era has come to an end at the Sky yes, Dome. Tim, Tim, I saw this. Keegan, uh, who writes about the Jays, put this out, and I was so happy. And I responded with, "Does this mean the hot dogs won't be cold anymore? So who's taking over the food services at the Rogers Center?" Uh, Legends Hospitality, which is co-owned by the Yankees and uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, which is weird, but I mean, it can't be worse. No, there's no, there is, that is the great thing about taking over from Aramark, who used to do the food at the, the uh, dome. You cannot possibly do it. If you do it two degrees, two percentage points better, or even two degrees warmth, more warmth on the hot dogs, people are going to be raving about you. You cannot mess it up as bad as they did. So this is such great news. But also, Tim, uh, people suggested with uh, new food probably means uh, new food prices. And uh, the trend for food prices is never to lower them. Uh, that is astute, yes. Uh, other sports news. Should yeah. the uh, Raiders hire Mar Marshawn Lynch as their next head coach? Because that's 100%. what... 100%. Yeah, Robert Griffin, RG3, RG uh, suggested that on ESPN last week after the, the firing of Josh McDaniel. Uh, Antonio Pierce, for now, is the interim head coach. Marshawn Lynch would have the same approach I had when I was a baseball manager in Fort McMurray when my boss, I have said this before, Kelly Boyd, he said, guys, go out there, be part of the community. So I knew uh, a lot of the adults in town. So they're like, come help out with my baseball team. The, uh, the one parent in charge of the team couldn't do it most of the time. I said, Dan, you're managing. So my first practice, uh, kids are like, I always play second. I said, okay, then you're in left. Ah, I'm the shortstop every year. Okay, you're right field. Some kid, I've only stuck and left. I'm like, guess what? You're our new shortstop. Some kid, I've never pitched before. I said, you're our closer. The kids' minds were blown. They're like, what is going on? I'm like, we're here to have fun. We're here to try every position on the field. And guess what we did? We won the city championship that year. Because our closer's coming in. He's throwing two. People are like, I can't hit this crap. Kids are playing positions they never played because they had a blast. That's what Marshawn Lynch would do. You're, uh, I play quarterback every year. That's my position. Nope, you're a running back. Marshawn Lynch would just throw that in the air and let it fall to the ground and see where the pieces go. And he'd make sure they had fun. Of course, he wouldn't put the quarterback in at running back. I'm just saying. He would, he would coach like no one's ever coached before. And he would bring a new insight to the game. And I, I don't know if you ever run into Marshawn Lynch videos, wherever he is. Like Marshawn Lynch went to, to an Amish town and he's just hanging out with the, the Amish people. I, 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 I could watch that all day. I could watch Marshawn Lynch just walking down the street. He is entertaining. Love that guy. I hope he um, finds a job that suits him in the NFL so we can get more Marshawn Lynch time. And imagine his press, or sorry, media conferences. 
It's a little, uh, it's a little thing that irks me whenever we'd send to uh, a news conference after a game. They say, oh, let's uh, go live to the press conference. It's, it's not just press. If it was only newspaper people, it would be a press conference. But it's a media conference because it's press, radio, TV, internet. So it's a media conference. Or you can just call it a news conference. Tim, you know how those, those things uh, would bother me. I do, and it's dumb. Anyway, uh, I hope that if Marshawn Lynch were to coach in the NFL, he would coach the same way he taught history in the movie Bottoms. He did that. I'm all for it. Uh, oh, Tim, speaking of um, not movies but shows, I just have to give my, uh, my review of a show that I, I did it on the weekend. Kids in Bed, I pounded this series out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Swarm. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I haven't watched it, though. It is phenomenal. I give it five boomsies out of five. Highly recommend Swarm, as in like a swarm of bees. You make it through that first episode. Um, don't watch the first episode with your kids. Uh, after that, it's fine as long as they're okay with murder. Yeah, who isn't? Um, non-sports news. Uh, the Disney World subreddit is uh, an interesting era place to hang out, I guess. And people are, have been commenting on something that they've been noticing is that is that people will are willing to poop rather than get out of line when they're ra uh, waiting for rides at Disney World. Uh, one person said they were waiting in line for Rise of Resistance and someone just let their kid poop in the line and then left it. So an employee had to come clean it up. Uh, another oh, wait, employee... wait. So, so they're actually like squatting down and shitting in line, not shitting in their pants. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. That's unacceptable. And then uh, another post, uh, another employee said that uh, body fluids no longer bother me after working at Disney. There was one attraction where there was an area that the they all called the poop hall because of the number of times guests would go in there and poop and they put up a camera. Didn't matter. People would just drop trow and go. Tim, that's I, disgusting. I, um, it is disgusting. You know, who, you know who never would do that? Marshawn Lynch. This guy, uh, home or hotel. I don't, I don't go in uh, Disney lines. Nope. Not this guy. And uh, Dan, let's wrap it up with a couple of, you know, uh, big anniversaries since the Christmas movie season is coming. Uh, I'm sure Hallmark Channel has probably already started playing nonstop Christmas movies. Uh, yeah, I Elf. watched that one the other day. My kids and I, my daughters and I watched the Hallmark ones because they're just so atrociously bad. But I, I continue, Tim. Uh, so the movie Elf celebrating its 20th anniversary and apparently... Uh, Love Actually also celebrating its 20th anniversary, which is weird. I didn't realize they came out the same year, but two uh, Christmas classics celebrating 20th anniversaries. Uh, Dan, your thoughts on the movie Elf? Elf is in my uh, top five holiday movies of all time. I can't believe it's 20 years old. It is a movie that if it uh, is on your TV and you're flipping around the channels, you stop on it. But my number one... Christmas movie 
Um, and we just watched it the other day, and I cried at the end. Home Alone. There's, I just love the, the question marks. How did uh, Kevin McAllister's dad afford to bring everyone on that trip? And uh, just everything, the, the question marks that go with it, the absurdity of it, the gaudiness of the inside of the house, him playing the Chris, it, all of it together is just perfection. I just love that movie. Um, yeah, but Elf would be in that top five. It might even mean top three. But uh, a Christmas classic, Tim, along with uh, the National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. That's another one. So there you've got three right there. Bang those out this, this holiday season. All right, Dan. And that's the, uh, the end of the news for the week. Uh, Tim, I'd just like to report that uh, the Wi-Fi that you bashed repeatedly here in the Bahamas is better than my Wi-Fi in Canada. Um, I'm going to pull back the curtain here. So we have to upload these things. Um, so I always have to wait for my end to upload to producer Tim and Zed Money. It's already uploaded from here in the Bahamas. So they're... The slogan of the island is true. Bahamas, our Wi-Fi is great. Tim, I appreciate uh, your time and effort uh, for letting me um, do the podcast from here. Uh, you had to, uh, to approve it. You had to send it through uh, many levels of the approval process for this to, to work out, and you did it. Said money, you signed off on all those. So I appreciate it, my friend. Um, I'm back tomorrow. So. Uh, yeah. And no more. On oh, no, we got another on location coming in December. And I can tell you, it's Vegas, baby. We'll be in Vegas in December. The, the trips never end. Bet Rivers, if you're on Ontario, it's a great app. Uh, and you're a, a great human for listening to this. I wish you were here with me. Um, and I'm also glad that you're here listening. Hug someone and be nice. Doesn't cost you anything. Arima Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.